Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Is Jim Irsay honestly ever going to get it? It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And, of course, on your smart speaker, Canty, what up? What up, big fella? I was in a good mood until I just heard that Sports Center update by Christine Lisi, and she described my team as the cellar dweller Yankees, losers of eight straight. Well, she and just speaks facts. The, they're taking on the Washington Nationals, and I don't know what's going to happen. And the Nationals are a team that's already waved the white flag. I'm just saying, it's, it's desperate times in the Bronx, and I don't feel good as a Yankees fan. Oh, well, that's a shame. Let's go. Breaking news, ESPN's Adam Schefter is reporting the Colts have given all-pro running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. It's not like they're looking to just unload him. The Colts have just spent half a year telling Jonathan Taylor he's not worth the money. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord, Jim Irsay. What are you doing? You are putting your team in an incredibly bad situation. Canty, I heard this last night. And I know that they've been going back and forth on the money and all that. And Jonathan Taylor has basically indicated he's not playing without a new contract. And he is 100% right to do that because it is the only time, Canty, that he will ever have any leverage in the situation. But Jim Ursay is willing to nuke the whole thing just to prove a point with a star running back. And this could not be a worse thing to do right now. Well, why do you think he's nuking the whole thing? I, I don't think it's a scenario where Jim Ursay wants it to be bad, but he doesn't want to pay a running back the kind of contract that Jonathan Taylor is looking for, and so it just makes sense. If the guy's not going to play for me, at least I get something in return for him. Keep in mind, Jonathan Taylor has played this thing brilliantly. He had the offseason ankle surgery, and he started training camp on the PUP list. And he has a legitimate injury that he's working his way back from. So it creates a dynamic between him and the team where if they don't give him what he's looking for, then maybe he's not going to be as motivated to get back on the field as quickly as possible. So if you're Ursay looking at this thing, if I'm in danger of starting the season without Jonathan Taylor anyway, I might as well get something for my trouble. So I I don't know if it's necessarily Jim Ursay playing this the wrong way in terms of their overall strategy. The thing I don't like about it is that he's being so public with his commentary. Well, no, he is playing it the wrong way, and here's why. You have a rookie quarterback going out there who last year struggled with accuracy, who has only been a starter in college for one full season, and you are throwing him uh, as the second youngest quarterback to start a game at the beginning of the season in the last 50 years. All right, Sam Darnold's the other one, and that's by days. So Anthony Richardson, I'm going to throw him to the Wolves. You would look at the offensive line of the Colts and say, well, that's a decent offensive line. Yeah, decent would be a word I would use. Uh, I've got Bernard Ryman, who is a a former walk-on tight end in college, who is starting at left tackle in his 
what, second year now as a third-round pick last year. He's on the blind side. I've got Quentin Nelson, who was coming off his worst season of his professional career, and really two years ago wasn't great. I have to worry about the confidence of a young quarterback and building this thing right moving forward, and now I'm going to ask my offense to run the ball with all of that and with Deion Jackson or Zach Moss as opposed to having Jonathan Taylor, who can do nothing but take an immense amount of pressure off of my young quarterback. I don't want to ruin Anthony Richardson out of the gate, can't he? No, I'm with you. That's a valid point. That's a huge concern, right? Because that's the face of the franchise. You invested a top five pick in him, and you would think that being able to provide him some balance early on in his career is going to take the pressure off of him. The Colts' offensive line, even though they have the personnel, they didn't play very well last year. And I guess that's an understatement framing that way that's being polite because they were dead last in pass block win rate as a team. Dead last. 32 out of 32. So it doesn't get any worse in terms of the protection that they're providing. The only question that I would have is what value does the running back have to the scheme that Shane Steichen is going to employ? Because remember, Shane Steichen is coming from Philadelphia, and Philadelphia had Miles Sanders last year. They had Kenneth Gainwell. They had Boston Scott. It didn't seem like that organization prioritized investing resources in terms of cap dollars into the running back spot. So if Shane Steichen is saying that my scheme is going to do the heavy lifting when it comes to providing balance in the run game for the young quarterback, then I could buy into that. But those are conversations that we don't know. But based on what we saw in Philadelphia, I have every confidence that Steichen, based on the play calling, based on the play design, and in the sequencing, will find ways to protect Anthony Richardson even without Jonathan Taylor being back there. Uh, but can we agree th- that Jonathan Taylor's on that next level of running back? He's not on the Miles Sanders level of running back. Well, Jonathan Taylor's an all-pro. You're talking yeah. about the guy being two years removed from having 2,200 yards from scrimmage. So right. he's so, a special, special player. That's not the question. The question is, what is it going to cost to get that guy on the field? Because right now you're operating with the assumption that Jonathan Taylor would play if he didn't get a new contract. So those are the things that we don't know. If Jonathan Taylor is looking for Christian McCaffrey money or Ezekiel Elliott money, let me tell you what ain't going to happen. Jim Ursay paying that. You know why? Because the Colts ain't ready to win. Why am I going to pay a running back 14, 15, 16 million dollars a year if my team can't contend at a high level? Because That's he's still in his prime and I may be a couple of years away from that. I mean, but not four or five years away. I'm paying him for his prime years. Well, That's you, my you know, listen, listen, Jonathan Taylor is going into his fourth season. So mm-hmm. I, I, I would ballpark a running back's prime to be the first five years of his career. So you're going to get multiple years in his prime. But during that span, are the Colts going to win anything of significance? No. The Colts uh, I, aren't going to win the AFC South in 2023. They're not going to win the AFC South. I wouldn't even call South. that significant. <laughs> yeah, the, the Colts ain't going to win the AFC South in 2024. So what the hell are we talking about? What we're talking about is a team, well, we've detailed exactly what he means, and the quarterback is my biggest concern there. Now, having said all that, Canty, there are teams that need to line up and go get Jonathan Taylor, and there should be a robust market to go get Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Peter King was, uh, of course, a football morning in America, was on this morning with the guys, uh, with Freddie and with uh, Jay Williams, and he outlines what he thinks will happen with Taylor, which I think is somewhat surprising. My gut feeling is the Colts will probably wait until this dies down in a couple of weeks and give Jonathan Taylor his chance 
to go out there and see. Look, I'm not saying it's going to be exactly like Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson had months to try to go get an offer, and he couldn't get one because there wasn't an offer to be had out there. With running backs, it's a whole different game, and that's why I think at the end of the day, just my gut feeling, and I have to tell you, no inside information on this, but I just think he'll end up back with the Colts and they'll do something to sweeten the contract. Now, last night when Adam Schefter initially had the report, he was talking about the fact that uh, there's going to be multiple teams in a bidding war in on this because, Chris, there are multiple teams that can win right now that would want this level of running back in the middle of his prime right now and would be willing to pay for those years right now because they can win right now. And if I'm, I don't know, the Miami Dolphins, what do I have to do? I mean, I, this one, let's call it what it is. This just fell in my lap. They, yeah, this I, just absolutely fell in my lap. Yeah, I mean, weapons of Jonathan Taylor's ilk don't become available at this point in the NFL calendar, right? On the eve of the regular season kicking off, you don't get a chance to get an all-pro running back and a guy that was legitimately in the MVP conversation two years ago. You just don't. So if you're a team that fancies yourself as a title contender, especially in the AFC where the margin for error is razor thin, why wouldn't you kick the tires on what it would take to pry Jonathan Taylor from Jim Irsay and the Colts? It just makes sense. I mean, last year we saw at the trade deadline the San Francisco 49ers go out and get Christian McCaffrey. What did that do for that franchise, right? Think about it. After they made the McCaffrey trade, you're talking about that team going on a tear. They lost to Kansas City. Yeah, that's cool. But then they went, went ahead and ripped off, what was it, nine straight? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's how good a running back can, can make a, a title contender. Like, you can go from a team that's kind of floundering along and being at 500 to a team that, that, that is in position to put yourself in the conference title game. With that's it, with how it, much with, of a difference a running back like Jonathan Taylor can make, a guy that can be a threat not just in the running game but also in the passing game. And all of that with a quarterback mess on their hands in the middle of it, and that's what made it so much more so much easier to, to navigate that is that you had Christian McCaffrey. How about the Bills? If you're the Bills right now, Chris, are you going in on Jonathan Taylor? I mean, yeah. Again, it's it's one of those teams that thinks they're a title contender. They don't have a, a running game to, to speak of. I mean, I think they have high hopes for James Cook, but that's more projection than it is reality. With Jonathan Taylor, ain't no guesswork. I know he's good. I know he's going to dictate front and coverages to opposing defenses. I know he's going to create one-on-one situations on the outside for my wide receivers. So, like, like as, as soon as I plug him into the lineup, there are teams, there are coordinators that are circling Jonathan Taylor in the game plan meetings. You know, so I, I, I think it, it makes a world of difference uh-huh. in terms of a team that has title aspirations. It makes sense to go all in, to pay the cost, both in terms of the compensation to the Colts and the contract, if you think you can make a run at a Super Bowl over the next couple of years. Like, I, I, I fully believe that it's worth it to pay a running back when your team is positioned like that. So I would look at the Christian McCaffrey trade as a template, and when it comes to compensation, going back the other way to the Colts, I would say that it's going to be a second-round plus. I don't think it's going to get into the territory of a first-round pick, but I do think it will be a second-round plus. So it will be a second-round pick plus other things included in that trade in order to get that done. So I, I – 
I think we'll see Jonathan Taylor on the move. Again, when Adam Schefter was describing the scenario last night during Monday Night Football pregame, he, he was emphatic about there being multiple teams interested in the services of Jonathan Taylor. This ain't going to be like what happened with Lamar Jackson earlier this offseason. It ain't going to be like what we saw with Austin Eckler earlier this offseason when the Chargers gave him permission to seek a trade. This is going to be different by virtue of the caliber of player and the timing in the calendar because we are on the eve of the kickoff of the regular season. Mike McDaniel, go get it done. Dolphins need it. Dolphins, Dolphins have to do it right now. Be the Rams. Blank them picks. Let's go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Six minutes. Your calls on Jonathan Taylor. Who should be in on him, and are the Colts doing the right thing? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. We are in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Dan Graziano is an ESPN NFL insider, and he joins us right now. Now, Dan, before we get to the football part of this something interesting just happened uh when our producer cam reached out to you to confirm your appearance cam texted you and said hey dan you know 10 20 you're gonna come on with us yes absolutely you texted back to cam here is my number in case you don't have it well and he actually texted you at that number dan (laughs) oh yeah 
good point. I thought I was responding to an email. Yeah, you're right. All right, that's a good point. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what happened was, like, I was supposed What to had happened was, man. Right? <laughs> I was supposed to be still at Seaport. I said, can we make it a phone interview so I can get home in time to do a sports center hit at noon, which, by the way, is going to be touch and go. Uh, but, uh, and so then I thought, well, maybe he needs the number because he wasn't going to call it because I was going to be in the studio. But you're right. He's texting me at the number. So, yeah, that's a doofus move by me. Anyway. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, what I, what, I, what, I, what I learned from being yeah. married for a year is when you yeah. started the fence with those four words, what had happened was. <laughs> yeah. I was being helpful. It ain't, it ain't going to work out for that. you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate yeah. it, Dan. Don't let these guys get on you. Right, thank you. Thank yeah. you. See, yeah, they didn't give me a hard time, but you know I was looking out for you. Uh, Dan, first of all, play. your overall impression of this Jonathan Taylor situation from the Colts' perspective and also from the team that should be most urgent to try to get him? So there's two possibilities from the Colts' perspective. One is that they're done with it, that they don't think he's going to play for them and they want it over with. That's one possibility. The other is they don't want to give him the deal he's looking for, so they've said to him, all right, you go out and find it. Like, if there's another team out there willing to give you that deal – then good for you. We'll try to work out a trade with that team. But if not, then maybe, you know, this is settled and you come back and play for us. That, that's often what happens. It's what happened with Austin Eckler and the Chargers earlier this offseason. Um, so it could be that. And that could be how it turns out. But the difference between Austin Eckler and, and uh, Jonathan Taylor is four years. Taylor's 24 years old. Eckler's 28. That's four and uh, that may be, combined with his ability and, and what he's shown on the field and his character, that may be enough to convince a team to make a trade for Jonathan Taylor and also pay him. Uh, we'll find out. But I, I, I think it's possible they'll get some nibbles. Dan, is it a mistake for the Colts to move on from Jonathan Taylor, knowing that they're starting a rookie quarterback week one? Yes, it, it is. I, I think, you know, like, I understand what the market says about running backs. And he's coming off an injury, and I understand if they would rather wait to pay him, but I do think it's short. A guy at that age who's shown the ability to do what he's done, who's the kind of person he is, uh, I just feel like there's just, there's just too much. That's too good a player to just say, you know what, um, we couldn't come to an agreement on a contract. You should probably go elsewhere. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us. Canty and Carlin for Greeny, ESPN Radio. You had an article, Dan, on ESPN uh, Plus, ranking the toughest divisions in the NFL. Who do you have at number one and why? So I guess it was, oh, man, I'm trying to remember. Did I go with the AFC East? You did. the AFC East, right? Yes, sir. It was between that and the AFC North, and I thought it was a tough call. and, And I think the East just comes down to, like, you know, I, I kind of feel like they have three teams that I could I could really kind of see winning it, um, and the North I think only really had two. I, I'm not I'm not sold on Cleveland, and uh, you know I think Pittsburgh's a little short compared to like Baltimore and Cincinnati. Maybe I'm wrong, but like in the East, like I could see all four of those teams finishing over 500. The Patriots I think have a defense that could be a monster, and um, you know they may not be able to score with the rest of the teams in that division, but I think they're I think they're a more formidable team than whoever finishes last in the North. But yeah, Buffalo is still as good as anybody. Uh, the Jets obviously should be vastly improved at quarterback, uh, and the Dolphins, if Tua can stay healthy, which is a big if, but if he can stay healthy, we've seen what they can do on offense um, with him at quarterback. So three three teams that look like they could be strong contenders to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. 
Dan, every year we see teams that finish in last place in their division the year prior find a way to make their way into the postseason. I mean, this year, what are some of the teams that you think have a chance to be able to do that? And just to run through some of the teams that finished last in their division last year, the Jets, the Commanders, the Browns, the Bears, Texans, Falcons, Broncos, and Cardinals. What are a couple of the teams that you think have a legitimate chance to go from being last in their division a year ago to being into the postseason? I think the one that stands out to me was the Falcons. Like, I, like I, I, that division, no one finished 500 last year. I think, you know, the Saints are probably favorites to win it, and, and, and fairly so. But I think Atlanta, you know, if Desmond Ritter can play, then there are a lot, a lot of fun pieces around him in that offense. Um, that whole division has kind of easy-looking schedules. Uh, you know, I, I think if, if things were to break right, that could be a team. I think the Bears are probably still a year away. And, and, of course, I mean, like, look, I don't think anybody would be totally shocked if the Aaron Rodgers-led New York Jets were to win the AFC East. I'm not saying I'm picking them, but it's certainly within the the, the realm of possibility, without a doubt. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. With that in mind, Dan, there's always one. So when you've talked to at least one, when you've talked to people around the league, because you mentioned the Jets, who is the team right now that is being overhyped and is not going to perform at the level that people outside expect? So it's tough. I mean, when you talk about hype, like I'm trying to feel like like the outside hype. Like it, I'm not all the way sold on the Dolphins. Like I'm, I'm just not. I, I think there's just the, the, them and the Jets. They both seem to have a wide range of potential outcomes. But the Tua thing is a real thing. He has had a hard time staying on the field. He came into the league hurt. So I think we have to see him healthy for a whole season before we really buy it. And if he's not, I'm just not sure they can be what, you know, what they're fully capable of being uh, without him. And then, you know, I, I don't know if the, the Ravens are being overhyped. Like I, I like Lamar Jackson a lot. I have a lot of respect for the coaching staff. But it's a new offense, and a lot of these you know, exciting pieces around Lamar Jackson come with question marks, right? I mean, Odell Beckham didn't play last year. Rashad Bateman's always been hurt since he's been in the league. Same with J.K. Dobbins. I, I, I think I, I wouldn't be shocked to see some growing pains in that new offense in Baltimore, even if ultimately at the end of the year that, that they end up being a good team. Dan, since we've gone through the 17-game schedule, we've had at least one division get three teams into the postseason in back-to-back years. So curious from your perspective, which division has the best chance to get three teams into the postseason? Well, I think, you know, the, the, the one that has the three teams that, that feel like they're the best would be the, the AFC East, as we discussed earlier. But uh, their schedules are going to be pretty rough. I mean, I think the AFC North, like if the Ravens do turn out to be a good team and, and if Deshaun Watson plays well and you never underestimate Mike Tomlin, I mean, I think you could see three of those four making it in. That wouldn't, I don't think that would be too shocking. Last year, the NFC East got three teams in. and I, I mean, I don't think I'd put it past the Giants to get back there. So I think that's, a, that's another candidate. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm missing anything obvious. You guys tell me. I think you're pretty good. Yeah. Dan, I'll tell you what. I think those are the I, three I'm looking at, yeah. I'll, I'll, prob- I'll drop you a text later. Just send me your number back, okay? <laughs> if you text me, I'll, send, I'll text you back my number. I promise. I appreciate <laughs> it. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. All right, let's hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN. What team should go all in on Jonathan Taylor? Let's start with Jonathan in Indianapolis. Is this Jonathan Taylor? Oh, no, sir. I promise. Oh. Damn. 
Sorry to disappoint you. That would have been a hell of a book guest booking right there. What's going on, Jonathan? Oh, uh, well, he's more articulate than I am. He's a super smart guy, so I apologize for not having a great radio voice. Um, I'm I'm thinking nobody around here is really shocked. Uh, he said he wanted to uh, retire a Colt before he changed agents and totally changed his tune about how we're a losing team. And, yes, everything's a mess around here. Uh, but I'm hoping he goes out of the conference for us to at least be a little bit smart about a trade. Uh, I think that Detroit and Minnesota should be into him. See, I don't see Detroit doing that at this point after they traded DeAndre Swift and they drafted Gibbs. Um, Minnesota is an interesting team yeah, because, you know, they they moved on from Dalvin Cook. But again, further down the line than Jonathan Taylor and Chris, you and I have talked about this. This right now should be the Minnesota Vikings time. Yeah, they should own that division. And, and they've been used to having productivity at the running back spot. Remember, Dalvin Cook had four consecutive years over 1,000 yards rushing. So they're used to having that, and Kevin O'Connell, their head coach, needs that in his scheme, that inside-outside zone. So it would make a lot of sense to go after a guy like Jonathan Taylor because that fits his style of play. It's just a matter of the compensation that the Indianapolis Colts are going to be looking for and what Jonathan Taylor wants on a contract and whether or not the Vikings can make it work with their cap. So that that's the biggest question mark, but – Yeah, Minnesota makes a lot of sense for both sides because if you are Chris Ballard, the GM for the Colts, you want Jonathan Taylor as far away as possible. Herman, next on ESPN Radio. Herman, what do you got, bud? Yeah, hey, guys. Um, Yeah, I've just been thinking about um, uh, a good landing spot for Jonathan Taylor to be the Denver Broncos. That seems like an excellent spot. Uh, Certainly, Sean Payton and Russell Wilton, excuse me, Russell Wilson, seems like they would be salivating over that uh, possibility. Listen, if you're the Broncos, you have to do everything you can here, Chris, to help Russell Wilson. And you pointed this out in our pre-show meeting. For those that think that this is Sean Payton, let's chuck it all over the lot, maybe not so fast on that one. No, Sean wants to punch you in the mouth with the run game. And those are his words, not mine. Like, like he wants to have a physical presence on the offensive side of the ball. Keep in mind, he's a Bill Parcells disciple. So they are going to lead with the run game and then rely on play action down for chunk plays down the field. So Jonathan Taylor would absolutely fit what they got going on. Javante Williams working his way back from injury. They did get some AJP Ryan in free agency. We'll see what happens with that. But Jonathan Taylor is clearly an upgrade to both of those guys and would probably represent the most explosive weapon that the Broncos would have on the offensive side of the ball. Chris is up next in Indianapolis. Chris, is this a good morning for you or not? That's a good morning, but with the Jonathan Taylor's um, situation, uh, Jim Irsay is just a, he's a big idiot. Uh, I mean, he gives a lot of stuff to the community, but he spends more time with the, with this uh, Jim Irsay band and, he needs, to, he needs to quit at and focus on the team. And really, I think – and Jonathan Taylor, his agent, and Ursay, I think, are to blame. And I think Taylor's caught in the middle. And uh, if, if Taylor gets traded, I mean, I don't want him to. I want him to stay here. But if he, if he does, it wouldn't surprise me. Chris, I would argue that Jim Ursay needs to spend more time with the Jim Ursay band and stay away from cameras <laughs> and stay away from the team. Let Chris Ballard and Shane Steichen do their damn jobs. Because you don't want to let go of a player like Jonathan Taylor. But for the relationship to devolve the way that it has over the last few months, it's just a product of of how the owner has handled the negotiations in a very public way. 
And you never want to leave the player feeling away, especially when he's been undervalued for what you're paying him, based on what you're paying him. You don't want to agitate the situation like Jim Ursay has. I, I have to say, it's news to me that Jim Ursay had a band. And now I'm looking online, and they're doing covers of the Rolling Stones, Gimme Shelter, and, and Pink Floyd. i got to check this out during the break, Canty. I mean, the, the Jim Ursay band can't be good, right? No, I mean, well, here's the thing. I mean, Jim Ursay, he's got his band. James Dolan, he's got his band. Well, they can, can pay we, people. Can we get a Jim and Jim situation? <laughs> <laughs> JD like, and the straight shot. Yeah, let, let Jim Ursay be the opening act for James <laughs> yeah. Dolan's band. Yeah, if I'm, the, if I'm the fans of those teams, I'm doing exactly what you just said. Fellas, I'm, I'm buying tickets to all those shows. I'm making them think that they are so much better than they actually are. I will go up. I will hold up a lighter or, in this case, a cell phone light. Yes, more Jim Ursay band. Let him focus on that musical career. Tony, next on ESPN Radio. Tony, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? Good to uh, talk to you both. Um, I think it would be like going to the bank if the Kansas City Chiefs got Jonathan Taylor, oh. you got Pacheco, you got Hilaire. Uh, it'll take a little bit of sweat off uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, uh, how much do you think Patrick Mahomes is sweating these days? He's not sweating at all. I mean, we're not going to put a situation where you're going to put uh, Jonathan Taylor on the Kansas City Chiefs. That's not going to happen. Well, I mean, don't the Kansas City Chiefs got to get things worked out with Chris Jones before they give money to somebody else? Isaiah Pacheco is in his second year. He was a seventh-round pick. They're paying him nothing, and they got plenty of production out of him last year. Yeah, Pacheco is, is a fine running back. But my point is this. Don't they yes. got to pay Chris Jones first? Don't they got to pay Patrick Mahomes again? Yeah, yes. I mean, th- those are the things they got to take care of. Her. Like, Chris Jones ain't showing up unless they pay him his money. Like, Can you imagine Chris Jones' face if that happened? No, nah, no. Nah. I helped you win multiple Super Bowls and you can't give me my money going into the final year of a contract? No, 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 no. No, no, no. That ain't going to work. <laughs> that ain't going to work. You better because, figure listen, out how to wave Chiefs, that fine money. If the Chiefs trade for Jonathan Taylor, they're going to get whatever picks plus some because they're going to be forced to trade Chris Jones off that team. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I can't even that imagine. Ain't, that ain't going to work. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. Knicks are suing the Raptors. We'll explain in a moment. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Canty, major breaking news. Todd Bowles announces that Baker Mayfield will be the Bucks' starting quarterback. So Baker Mayfield gives us the best chance to get Caleb Williams next year? Well, for the moment. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just asking. <laughs> like, what, what are the Tampa Bay Bucks actually trying to accomplish this season? Uh, until he starts playing like... too well, and then they decide, you know what, we got to give this Kyle Trask kid a look. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> sound like their, their goals are to compete at a really high level, even though they're in a wide-open division. I tell you, this was a crazy story that came yesterday, and of course it involves the Knicks, so when that happens, I immediately start to roll my eyes. But this I, I get. I get it. Uh, they are suing the Toronto Raptors in U.S. District Court. The Knicks say in this lawsuit that was obtained by ESPN uh, that Ikechekwu Azotam, who worked for the Knicks for four years, sent the Raptors thousands of confidential files, including play frequency reports, a prep book for the 2022-23 season, video scouting files, opposition research, and more after the team began recruiting him to join their organization uh, this summer. So, in other words, he's giving up everything he's got inside the building, and the Knicks are accusing him basically of taking all the files and leaving with all of their information and giving it to Toronto. And they, they basically said that the Raptors' new head coach is the guy that you know urged this guy to do it. My, I, my biggest question to James Dolan and Leon Rose would be, you thought he wasn't going to do that? He's yeah. your video coordinator. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't he take, take proprietary information? It just makes sense from the standpoint of trying to give your new team a competitive advantage. Why wouldn't you do that? Like, Chris, to me, this is obvious. This is why you don't let those type of people leave the building. Yeah. Because they know all of your deepest, darkest secrets. And it's why you take care of them when they're in the building all along. Exactly, big fella. This this is a bad zone for the New York Knicks. This ain't on the Toronto Raptors, and this ain't on that video coordinator. I would fully expect that a former employee would do that, if for no other reason, to give himself and his team an advantage over an Eastern Conference opponent that made it to the second round of the playoffs this past season. Why so, wouldn't you do that? So Darko uh, Rajakovic, the new head coach, uh, their player development coach, Noah Lewis, and 10 other unknown Raptors employees also listed as defendants here. I understand why they're doing it, but this stuff happens all the time. Yeah, and, I mean, th- there's, not a, there's not a team I play for where I don't have the defensive playbook. Not one. Yeah. Like, this happens all the time. Players do it. Coaches do it. GMs do it. 
Like you think about somebody that's leaving, like director of player personnel at one franchise and gets promoted to general manager of another team. You don't think he knows the inner workings of how teams scout players and rank players? How many and, times and have how players they break down tape? Like, of course, they're going to take that information to their next stop because it gives you a competitive edge. And Chris, in a hyper competitive business like professional sports, you're looking for all of the advantages you can find, and this is just another one of those. And how many times have we seen Bill Belichick or other coaches sign a player for one week when that player was cut by the team they're playing that week? In other words, they want to get all the information. All they, of do it. It, they do it all the time. I remember when I was playing for one franchise and in training camp, we were watching the training camp film of another team. This was Th- a that's story. That's what happens. Yeah. The, this was a story that was well known throughout the SEC. And I think it's been out there a little bit. Um, but it was confirmed to me that we're uh, by people who were involved in the story and highly involved in the story. Okay. When Kirby Smart was leaving Alabama when he was the defensive coordinator in 2015, he was going to be the head coach at Georgia. He coached in the bowl game. And when he got back from the bowl game, he was cleaning out his office, took a picture of Nick Saban's recruiting board, and sent that picture to recruits who may not have been quite as high on it as if to say, this is what Coach Saban thinks of you. Why don't you come and play for me? Like, that yeah. stuff happens all the time. Yeah, and and think, like I said. You think Kirby Smart regrets doing that? No. Hell no. no. He's competing not. for He's competing to try to win his third straight national championship. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. But I'm saying it happens all the time. I'm not saying the it's the wrong thing to do either. Yeah. <laughs> it happens all the time. And for the Knicks to get upset about it, I have no problem with that. I get it. You you want to try to at least set a precedent for trying to stop that stuff from happening, but at the same time... You're setting the wrong precedent, though. That's my issue. The precedent why? you should be setting is we take care of our own people. Yeah. And our video coordinator is going to have an opportunity to work his way up the ladder and work his way through the ranks and be elevated to a higher station. That That's what happened with Eric Spolster down in Miami. Didn't he start out as an assistant video coordinator? Yeah. And now he's the damn head coach. Yep. So I did like like all I'm saying is you have to take care of your people and provide opportunities for advancement. You keep those types of people happy because they know enough information to do damage if they were to go to somebody that's a direct competitor. And by the way, not just know everything on the court. They oh. know everything off the court too. The, yeah. those guys, the support staff guys, uh, the guys who are in video, the guys who are in equipment, those are your guys. Do not screw it up. Take care of them while they are there so they don't burn you. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.